0: My next guest is a former perennial all-pro defensive end for the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. I want to welcome on. I saw you get the not the nod the, the nomination for the Hall of Fame this year, Mr. John Abraham.
1: Yeah, you know, it, that's been like three years in a row, though. <laughs> it's been three hey, years in a row. I'd flex so, on um, it. Screw it. I'd flex. Yeah, it's it's a good thing, man. Um yeah. I actually just made it into the South Carolina Hall of Fame this oh, cool. year. So that's that's a big thing for me right now. I'm just taking a small you got to take you got to take them little small wins in life you know the older you get the more you realize you know sometimes you're like man i ain't did this i ain't did that but you know like i guess i'm gonna be like the Emmys, like i'm just happy to be nominated yeah yeah
0: i mean falcons really don't have anybody in so like if they're saying all right we need a falcon your name's i think you're the first guy at the top of the list right oh i think claw Humphreys. oh okay
1: okay yeah Humphreys is in there and i think uh you know, it's definitely Matt and Julio after that. That's not even an issue. You know, they're definitely yeah. going. That's, that's, that's like both of those guys are pretty much first ballot. You know, if they're not, it'll be surprising.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Matts, obviously Falcons have struggled a little bit at the gate they, the, they got the win on Sunday. Um, NFC South has actually been very surprising this year. I think a lot of people thought it was really just Tampa, but everybody's kind of shown flashes. What, what have you seen out of the Falcons through three weeks? Uh,
1: like you said, though, Carolina, Tampa, and New Orleans are playing pretty good football this year. And I think uh, with, with Mac and with their team, you know, it's just dealing with new, new stuff every year. You know, like I said, we're just a third or fourth OC and it's kind of tough when you have to deal with a, a whole new coach. And especially at this time in his career, you know, you kind of want that stability. You want to be able to, you know, look, look, look down the line and you see who they'll, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, and then he lost his starting center. Mac is gone. Mac is gone. You know, like a, what, what are you, in San Francisco now? I think so, yes, yeah, I saw was in the diners. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, um, I think, small pieces that are gone now that are, end up being majority pieces. You got a lot of young guys, you know, really had to take the, 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 the leadership role, and we're not sure if that's,
0: you know, working right now. Yeah, I know. That, was it week two they played Tampa? They, they aside from that fourth quarter, they were kind of hanging around with Tampa.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they always going to have a shot with Madden. I mean, that's just common sense, you know, but like I said, losing a key piece like Julio and even Matt, you lose that, that veteran leadership, like not, not just on the field, but in the locker room, you know, you lose those guys. And I'm not saying they don't have great leaders, you know, they still got Matt, but they definitely need to find a way because, uh, you know, like 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 Carolina has a new quarterback. Saints have a new quarterback. You know, Tom is still there in Tampa, but you know it <laughs> seemed like you know this should be Matt' year to have a pretty nice year. Like, not saying you know because Tampa is pretty much a juggernaut, but you know it does seem like they should be second at least. Yeah.
0: Do Do you think Matt's arm starting to give out? Do you think he still? Do you, th- you think he still got the long ball? I think he still
1: does. I mean, Matt is a competitor, and being a competitor, all the um, you know, quintessentials they say that a quarterback needs. You're going to have them, and if you can't throw the deep ball anymore, they find ways if you uh, pass the ball to receivers that are open. And like I said, the receivers got to start making big plays. You know, like it's not a quarterback's job to catch the ball. It's not a quarterback job to run out the catch. It's quarterback ball um, to, to stay up and get that ball to you. So I think Matt, Matt is
0: Matt is getting up in age, but I think Matt's still got a few more years in. So I remember last time I had you on it was right before the draft, and I think you kind of both had the idea maybe they might consider a quarterback. Obviously, you had Fields as a Georgia guy. They obviously went with Pitts. Were you surprised at the pick, or did you just kind of like the – like? because I think they said he was the best prospect in the draft.
1: Yeah, I think there's no surprises in the NFL, especially when it comes to picks. And uh, if you look at the history, um, Matt's been in the league. They always gave him somebody every year to compliment him. It's always been um, – Somebody to help him, I think. I think the only time they really had a real pick was the DN, uh, but he didn't uh, really – he didn't factor out like we wanted him to. Oh, Beasley? You know, yeah. He didn't factor out like we wanted him to. But usually they uh they try to, they try to um, surround him around good players. And I, that's one thing that you can say about the Atlanta Falcons. They, I think they've tried to make it as comfortable for Matt as possible. Even with the old line they always had – always drafting somebody or getting
0: somebody in there to try to help him out. Who who do they have on defense besides uh, Grady Jarrett? Because I know Keanu Neal moved on to Dallas. Who do they even have anymore? Uh that's a good question.
1: I was uh I was thinking, <laughs> you know, because before we, we we talked before, I was yeah. thinking like, who do they have on defense that's really gonna stand out and um make a make a name for themselves? And got I think Deion Jones, Deion Jones can play, Deion Jones can play. No, Deion Jones, yeah, he's there though. But we know like we, we, when it comes to those core guys, like who else they have that's stepping up right now. And I think um they really need that. You know, I think they have good players, but, you know, not for this division right now. You know, this division is kicking butt and taking names. So, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, it'll pick up for
0: yeah, no, because I'm looking at the roster now, and I see some of the names, some of the DBs. I think they've got in the first couple of rounds last year. They got A.J. Terrell. I think he got hurt last year. I see they got Richie Grant from UCF, who played pretty well last year. They got Fabian Moreau with Washington, and then you get some other guys, kind of journeyman guys. I think uh, the guy, Foye Aloakon, I think he had like 12 tackles. He's, he can play. Yeah,
1: he he either can play or he just always around plays. <laughs> you know, you get twelve tackles. You know, you gotta you gotta know like, is that guy really playing good or he's just always around, you know, around the ball, which
0: is a good thing also. Yeah, and then looking at the matchup this week, they obviously play in Washington. And Washington's front four was touted as the best in football. We really haven't seen it this year. Have you ever had any were you, any team, teams you ever played on? Kind of like the, the pass rush was kind of very overhyped and people are like, we got to wait to the season to see how it does. Or are you just disappointed in how they performed?
1: I think probably when I was with the Jets, uh, when me and Sean Ellis came in and my first year I got hurt. and Sean had, I think, eight sacks his, his rookie year. I had four and a half before I got hurt in six games so I think we were really hyped up to be a great defense you know me and Sean on the outside Jason Ferguson and uh a couple more guys on defense you know we really thought we were gonna have a good a great team you know at the time because we had like Jonathan Vilma we had a uh, oh no you play with him I forgot he was on the Jets yeah 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 he was with the Jets also so we had some we had some key names on on our defense and uh we produced, but we didn't produce like we wanted to. You know, I'm, I think I had a – I made a Pro Bowl my second year with 13, and Sean, I think, had, like, maybe four or five sacks that year. So, I think that that was part of the team that we really were hyped up on. But the best guy – I probably the best D-line I think I played against – well, played on w- with the personnel we had was definitely when I was with the Arizona Cardinals. I played with Calais Campbell. Um, excuse me. You know, Darnell Dockett. You know, so it, the was, legend. it was a the legend. Yeah, Darnell Dockett. It, was a, it was a great it was a great defense. And um, I think we played well. Uh, I, I was only able to play one year with them. And I wish I could have played more. But uh, that was definitely a, we, were, we were a dominant D line. They expected our
0: D line to kick butt every game. If, if a team has a phenomenal front four and the D coordinator is not the right guy, will the D line struggle?
1: Um, only if he puts you in the wrong situation. If you got great players, great players gonna make plays regardless. You can put me. You can put a Dwight Freeney. You can put a, you know, a Clay Matthews, a guy like that. You can put them in any defense, and they should be able to um, contribute, you know, on the D line, comparative of what the defensive coordinator could. Trust me, I've had defensive coordinators. I knew what they were doing. I mean, it was like Mike Nolan. I love him to death, but. The defense he had me in my my last few years, I was just like, man, I, I don't even see how I got ten sacks because I was like barely playing and stuff like that. So it really doesn't have nothing to do with the coordinator. If you got the players to play, you should be all right. You know, you put you put somebody like Patrick Peterson out there on the island, you know, you got a good play, so you don't really got to worry about it as much. You know, because think about it, most great defensive coordinators had great defensive players.
0: Yeah. So with Washington, do you do you think it's just kind of like Del Rio doesn't really know how to best utilize these guys, or like is I think I think, I think, a, I think they're the thirty-first best defensive in defense right now in the league, and they have arguably the best front four in football on
1: paper. I think, I think a lot of the hype at some point, and also it's the beginning of the year. You got to get
0: these
1: guys time to rev up. Um, you seen Cleveland just went crazy on uh, Chicago. So you just gotta get these time, get these kids time to rev up. It's beginning of the year. Like we could talk now, ten weeks from now, and they they're leading the league in sacks. That's fair. So you never know. You know, you could think about uh, Arizona where uh, Chandler had five sacks coming out, yeah. so he jumped out. You know, so right now we are expecting him to have forty sacks a year, but you know, you get them in, you get them in lumps and bumps. So you know, it's beginning of the year. They they got a lot more football to play, so you can you can expect a lot. And they they have a. They have a young defense still, even when you know with sweat and uh <clears throat> they still have a, they still have young guys. That's what people don't understand. Like you see the defense and you have so many young players coming in and affecting the game, you know, you know, like with Chase, like last year making a pro bowl, doing things like that. You only expect them to exceed because they're young, but you gotta understand that this is the NFL and everybody get paid just like they do.
0: Yeah. I know. Um, you brought up Chandler Jones. I think he had five sacks in either the first or second game. And then I saw Garrett had either three and a half or four and a half the day. What's the most sacks you ever had in a game in your career? Uh, four and a half four
1: against
0: who?
1: Half. Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. I had a uh, four-one game, but a lot of the games. A lot of games. Like looking back now, you know, being an older guy, I would have stayed in the games late. But a lot of times when we were. We were winning so much, they were like, "Nah, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know, come <laughs> on, get, get out of the game, get somebody else." We we went about like thirty right now. Get out of the game, you know, because I think uh, Jared Allen was the guy that stayed in the game four quarters. Oh, really? So, yeah, he used to get his trash sacks. Now he's he'll be he'll be in the game. So I've never I, heard that
0: term before. Commend, trash sacks. I like, I it. Commend, I like yeah, it.
1: I like it. I mean, I commend <laughs> him now, though. I commend him now because, like, if I'm looking at my career, I had 133 and a half, um, but I missed probably. 50 games in my career so 50 games is like three years of football yeah you know like that's that's literally three years of football so I think about what my sack numbers would have been at that point and I think about the times that we were in games I had three sacks in the first half one game and I didn't play the second half you know so there were there are a lot of stuff like that that you think about now that your career is over with but you know I had a blessed career um my big thing was I was always scared to get hurt because I got hurt in my, my rookie year, and that, that kind of messed your head up. So, you know, I always took advantage of having players behind me that could play and they could maintain. So, you know, instead of looking at for stats more than anything, I was looking to stay on the field and help my team how I could.
0: And I want to pivot over to the Jets. You spent a lot of time there. Obviously, they get rid of Adam Gase, which people were jumping up and down and cheering for, but they haven't had a lead through three weeks. Are you concerned? Do you think it's just a rookie quarterback and they're just going to get going? It's a rookie quarterback and it's a young team. Like like uh who are their receivers right now? You got Corey Davis, self self-proclaimed top five receiver in the league. I'm still waiting to see. Um, you got Jamison Crowder who hasn't been out there. You got um the, I forgot to do the Mims last year. Um, Elijah Moore, Barrios. I got these these are receiver core, but like
1: So you have you have a decent receiver core, but do you have a receiver that can really coach the quarterback? You. you have a receiver that can tell the quarterback, you know, stop this and do this. You know, I need you to do this, do this. Or do you have somebody that can take control of a control of the leadership to their quarterback is ready? And, you know, and I think a lot of the hype kind of hurts a quarterback Sometimes You know, everybody thought Zach was just going to come in there and just be lights out. I'm like, come on, you got to look at how he played in college. You know, he was a gunslinger, you know, kind of, you know, aggressive guy. And sometimes you can kind of look at Baker Mayfield his first year. You know, he had a kind of up and down year and that's what Zach is going through now but I definitely think he's going to get better I think it just got to be a lot of relax um find the offense that works for him you know definitely trying to find a running back because you know most teams these days they kind of shy away from the running back when they get a a top quarterback and they see all the high percentage you know interceptions they're like oh my god he's going to be terrible you look at Eli Manning his uh, not Eli I'm sorry you look at Peyton Manning his uh rookie year he threw like 30, 30. Yeah, he threw something like crazy interceptions, but he uh, ended up making it better. So you got to take this as a hit on the chin. When you get a quarterback like that, you got to get ready for the ups and downs. And right now he's in, he's down right now. But like I said, we got a long season. Hopefully he can learn from the season, you know, barring any injury or anything like that. And hell, why not go get Cam Newton? I know it don't sound right, but, you know. Really? Just to, yeah, just to save some games. Save some games, save some pace. You know, Cam's a, Cam's a good leader. He can show him how to sit in the pocket. He show him how to take hits, cause Cam has got hit more than damn near any quarterback in the world, and he's <laughs> he's made it back. And also, he knows New England inside out. That's two. That's two that's games fair. that you need. That's two games that you need in the year. Cam is chilling at home. Hey, Cam, what you doing? Chilling. Cam, what's that call? Okay, cool. I know that call. And he's played Buffalo. He's played. You know, he's played the teams in Miami. He's played those teams in the division. Why not? I mean, even if you don't have him starting at times, he's a good coach. You know, he'll be a great coach for the time. And he'll bring momentum. He'll bring a couple more people in the the stands just to see him. And like, it it might not sound good, but it sounds right to me. You know, it it won't hurt at all.
0: Yeah. And then a lot of people are talking about Spence, all the really the, all the rookie quarterbacks this year really been struggling at the gate. That obviously a lot of these defensive coordinators can really game plan for the rookies and throw stuff at them they've never seen before. As a veteran DN, when you were matched up against a rookie quarterback, did you know you were just about to feast, or did anybody kind of catch you off guard?
1: Um, I knew the ball was going to get hold a little longer, but it, it don't it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to eat because a lot of times you'll blitz a younger quarterback because you know they're going to hold the ball longer. But also, you gotta worry about the tackles and the guards you have. Like, if you got a good tackle, you know you got a good tackle on that side. You gotta worry about that. You gotta worry about the scheme they put up against you, and if they got a good running back. You gotta know what they're gonna do with that rookie quarterback. But but nine out of ten times, you think you're gonna eat a little bit that day because you know that y'all are gonna be aggressive. So it's definitely something that having a rookie quarterback, having a rookie tackle, having a rookie anything, you think, okay, I'm I'm about to have a good day.
0: Yeah. Did I don't, Did you catch any of that Bears game on Sunday with? I didn't. I just heard
1: about it. I'm glad I didn't know because it's when I when I looked, they said, what, well, they had nine sacks."
0: Yeah, they did. And I Fields know. Was getting... I,
1: I know it had to be terrible when I seen Clowney out there because Clowney has been kind of <laughs> up and down lately. When I see Clowney getting out there getting to the I said, "Yeah, so it's gonna be a good year for him." And like he, he's a SC, SC, I mean, he's a South Carolina guy too. So I, I said, "Okay, Clowney's eating. Okay, we good now. So hopefully, I can um spark his career back like we wanted because he's he's a, he's an extremely talented guy but the last couple of
0: years have been a down year and um hopefully this can you know get him back to where he was and with the coaching staff with obviously they they, they wanted um Andy Dalton to be their guy and then you trade up for fields and they still are kind of standing with Dalton and it, did it feel I don't know if you just looking at the box score just seeing how poorly he played do you think the coaching staff is just trying to say hey like we told you he's not ready or do you think they kind of set him up to fail
1: uh you're a pro quarterback. You can't really say that. They set you up on the That's field. Fair. Every game is going to be a learn lesson. You can see the same thing from a vet quarterback get sacked a lot. You know what I mean? It's not just going to be him. Just because he's a rookie, sure, he's he going to hold the ball longer and probably where well, he should have threw it away or should have got out of the pocket. But you can put any quarterback in there, even them getting nine sacks. If that would have been Andy, it might have been five. It might have been six. But regardless, you know, if your quarterback can't get there and you put somebody else in, if the line's not blocking, it don't really matter who you got back there. If it ain't Mike Vick, if it ain't Jackson, you probably ain't going to get the ball out regardless.
0: Yeah. And then um, uh, former uh, coach Dan Quinn is revitalized this Dallas defense. Did you see this coming? Because I know they had a bunch of injuries. DeMarcus Lawrence is missing time. They're missing a couple guys. And they've showed out pretty well, more than people expected.
1: I think Dan Quinn is uh, at home when I say that, I mean, you know, being a head coach is different from being a coordinator. You see a lot of coordinators be head coaches, then they go back to being coordinators because it's relaxed On You don't really feel as stressed because you don't gotta worry about the offense as much. You can so you can prep you can you can prepare for the defense more. You can find players, you can find schemes more. You you don't have to sit down and watch What's my rookie quarterback doing? Or what's my vet quarterback doing that we need to help him out? What is special teams going to be this year? Now, if you can just focus just on that one aspect of the game, you should be okay. And that's kind of showing that defense. And, I mean, you know, Diggs is having an incredible year. And a lot of his players are, I think, buying into what what, and also, you know, how he's coaching. And it, it takes a lot, you know, to get that dependency or get that, you know, camaraderie with your players, but I think uh, he has an attack defense and I think they like it. And I think it's showing because when I watch them play, I don't see no open gaps really. So, for, you know, if somebody's open here or somebody gets here, you kind of see them making it to that ball.
0: You've been following some of the former South Carolina guys that have been thriving this year. Obviously, Debo Samuel's having a great year with the Niners and fortunately got hurt, but JC Horn looked great for Carolina.
1: Yeah. Also, um, Edwards too. Edwards, for, Edwards is uh, really coming out as receiver in Oakland.
0: He's doing a good job. Oh, I forgot job. Brian Edwards in South Carolina. Yeah, again.
1: yeah, you forgot Brian Edwards. He won that yeah. last – he won uh, yeah, one, uh, the game for him, you know, at the end of the game, you know. He's playing well. Um, It was so good to see Debo and Horn out there playing well. And, uh, you know, Horn getting hurt, I think that – mentally I know how that is because my rookie year I got hurt. But, you know, he going to come back next year as a dog. Like, he going to come back next year even better. You know, I spoke to his dad, and his dad is – you know, his dad is upset about it. But, you know, definitely – those guys are going to be better next year. Um, Debo, like, I, I love seeing that, though. Like, uh, Debo leading the league at receiving at one point, and um, hopefully he can get back to that. You know, just having South Carolina guys out there. I haven't heard too much about Stephen Gilmore this year because I, I, no, I they haven't I heard his haven't really name at all. Him. Yeah, I haven't heard too much. So that, that means he's doing well or he's doing bad, but I, I'm pretty sure he's doing well. You know, at a corner, I'm pretty sure that's doing well, though.
0: And then looking at college, I know you guys you kind of made some headlines. Was it week one or week two? They had that grad assistant go out there and he was slinging it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um for me, I'm, I'm just used to awkward stuff when it comes to quarterback with us. It's like every year we got a story behind the quarterback. Like, well, this quarterback here came from here and he did this. This guy right here did this, you know, so we're getting used to it. Um, hopefully, one day we can find a five star quarterback get a great offensive line and get us into the, 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 the areas of talking national championship. I think that's the only thing that kind of fought us. We have a national championship. I think every sport itself, football, you know, you know, going around, like we have, a. I was having a conversation with one of my friends from that, uh big Clemson fan. And I was like, what else y'all good? What else sports y'all good at? I mean, we're pretty good at golf. We got baseball. We got track. We got women's basketball, you know, so I'm like, what else y'all good at? And, you know, he couldn't really reply. You know, he kind of got mad at me. But, you know, Clemson's a great school. South Carolina's a great school. Any school in South Carolina for me, I'm on their side unless they playing us.
0: Has anybody in the SEC really caught your attention this year?
1: Um, Arkansas. Arkansas looks good. They look – they like that old Arkansas. Like, I'm looking at them, and they look tough and rough and ready to rumble. Like, just watching their games, they they look – they look like an SEC team, like the old SEC team, like when Tennessee, like we used to play Tennessee, Florida, like those guys used to be rough. Like looking back, like the SEC is like, I, I think we're getting mad because everybody trying to come into the SEC like it's easy. Like all these teams, like Texan a and all these guys are just trying to, let's go to the SEC. All right, y'all ain't going to win. If nah. <laughs> you come to SEC, it ain't going to be no easy win. And I think that's um that's just showing what kind of football we have.
0: Because I know that Monday night, the the, the the Peyton Manning's broadcast tonight. I was, was watching it. It's all SEC guys. You had Peyton from Tennessee. You had Eli at Ole Miss. I forget who they have? Uh, Stafford from Georgia, and they're watching the game. And it's Jalen Hurts from Bama and Dak from Mississippi State. It's just an all SEC quarterback game going on. Um, with um, with the I want to ask you. So, Urban Meyer, do you think there's any chance he leaves to go to take take that uh South uh, Southern California job, or do you think he's staying in Jacksonville?
1: Well, you know, hopefully he rides it out because we had a coach do that. Um, whatever his name is, Bobby Patino, Paterno. Oh, Patrino. Petrino. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like saying the dude's name, man. <laughs> but he did he did the same thing like in the middle of a losing season. It was it was so terrible because he he coached like, first of all, he used to make us be quiet. We couldn't talk like during meetings outside, like you're outside of a meeting. You had to do you had to eat breakfast with everybody, like game time. People have different motivation a different thing he, he tried to like bring college to pros and he's all grown men with kids families and stuff and it was probably the worst coach I ever had like literally in personality even worse than his coach like I think anybody tell you he has the worst personality of any man I ever seen like when it comes to a coach like not being personable or not being able to come to and I don't think Urban has that same mentality but hopefully he um hopefully he sticks it out because I think it'll help it definitely helped um, sunshine out a lot. You know, I think it helped quarterback, you know, having that coach for two or three years, riding out with him and letting him know. But if he takes a job, I don't think nobody would be surprised, you know, because, you know, they love college. College coaches love college, you know what I'm saying? I think what Saban did it, uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, but he, you know, he ended up being pretty good, you know. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully it works out for him.
0: Are there any pass rushers in the NFL this year the, from the out of the first three weeks have kind of got your attention about well they've been playing?
1: Uh, clowny, Like I said, like you seeing him, him, him resurging is really just making me happy. You know, him having a good year in Cleveland because I, I I was optimistic. I can't lie because um, him going with Garrett, I was kind of like, Dag, I hope he don't just, you know, Garrett might overshadow him a lot because Garrett has been been playing like a defensive player of the year for the last few years and I was hoping that wouldn't – uh you know, take back from how he played. You know, sometimes um, going in and you have a guy that's double-digit digit sack guy and you haven't done that in a while, it'll kind of get to you. Like some people say, oh, no, I'm so glad to be with this guy. But in the back of your mind, you're like, man, if I only get one sack and he get 15, I'm going to be pissed off. Like, you know, you try not to be selfish, but in your mind, you know, you still want to be that guy. And um, I just want to see Clowney in uh, his career, like, just being one of those guys that, you know, get
0: double digits every year. Is is Clowney just just eating or is, is is um Garrett getting double teamed and clowney's kind of taking advantage?
1: Um it's either or. You know, it's either or. And um you can't really at the end of the day, you got to go by the stats, but you know, in the locker room, you know what's happening. You know, when people say, Well, you know, he was good, but he got one-on-ones. He was just big you got to take advantage of your one-on-ones, regardless of what's going on, regardless of how it's game plan. If you're a marquee player, they're gonna come after you, they're gonna see. And if you look at, excuse me, you look at, you look at people like everybody gets that, you know, everybody gets that. So if you want to take yourself to a level of being a average player or a great player, that's what stuff you got to deal with.
0: Do you think the sack totals are starting to get lower because the guys can't really? It's it's harder to play defensive end now.
1: Um, I think they just. I think me personally. I think a lot of people are depending on, you know, bringing people. You know, stuff, stuff is different now. Stuff is different now, you know. Um, but I think every sack is going to go back up. I mean, oh, yeah. probably low right now. Yeah, I think it's going to go back up. Like, you got to let the season mm-hmm. progress. And we got – what we got? 14 games left because they got 17 games. Yeah, game season and
0: playoffs. So, so.
1: Yeah, so it, it, it'll go up. It'll go up. Yeah. Like, definitely. Like, you've seen that game with nine. Like, like I said, it's the early beginning of the season. Like, you might have one guy with two, three sacks. And that's a lot for us. Like, if you get – like, pretty much for as a defensive player – and you playing DN or you playing outside linebacker, by, by game six, you want to have about four sacks. Three. If you got four sacks, you're going to you Like, I think if anybody thinks, like, I think, I think I can get a sack a game. So I know I can get a sack a game. So if you're getting three or four or six games, you still got ten, like ten, you know, and then, you know, think about it. People gonna, some teams are going to start throwing more because they're on the bottom of that six games. Some people are going to start running more because they're trying to maintain. So the passes is going to increase when the season goes.
0: Yeah. And I just got one last question for you. Obviously, uh, Washington, Atlanta, week four. What what are you expecting?
1: Um, Hopefully not a
0: Giants game.
1: You know, the game was pretty boring. (laughs) You know, it was pretty boring. It was a good win, but it was a boring game. Hopefully we can see good offense and good defense on both sides. Um, I think Washington is really going to be revved up to play them. You know, like you said, their D-line has been there, been the people, well, been the been their, been their uh, headline so far. You know, there has been their headline. Everybody talking about that. So I think their defense is really going to stand up. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I just want to watch good football. I can't even lie to you, man. Like, to me now, you know, I don't really care who wins and loses when I watch football because, you know, as a plan, uh, this is probably my first year watching football, like literally watching football, like, um, like watching games. You know, I might see highlights and I might see something like that. You know, I started watching the last chance of you. Um, I have a Is it good? People was talking about it. i never seen it. it it's, it's good. But, you know, sometimes it can be so many spoilers because it happened in 2016, 2017, That's 2018. So don't search nobody's name. If you watch it, though, like I I've been <laughs> watching now. And it takes me back to the love of the game. And it brought me back to loving football again. Like literally just watching that and watching those guys in that JC playing. And they like playing. They get, ain't getting paid like the college players are getting paid now. They ain't getting paid like the NFL players. They don't have the best situations but just seeing the love and the passion and just seeing the coaching that's going on there. It just brought me back into the love of football. I mean, I, I literally be about to cry sometime watching it just yeah. to see, yeah, just to understand the struggle that I went through to get to the NFL, because a lot of stuff like that you didn't see. And now like watching that shows you the struggle that it takes to be in the NFL. Like it's way more than just, you know, eating, going to class and and playing football. You know, it's, it's, it's a regimen. It's, it's a 24 hour thing. And think about it at that age. Now I'm impressed by myself. Cause when I was 18, 19 home, you know, you're away from home, like they say, struggling to eat, you know, want to help your family, want to get in the NFL, simply to help your family, not because you want to. And, you know, like, I mean, you want to get there because it's a passion that you have, but the, like, uh, like I think about 90, 80 to 90% of the people that are, are in college, they have a motive. And it's not just to go to NFL. It's like, man, I want to take care of my family. And just watching that game and seeing how the passion, you know, them kids have just really brought me back to the love of the game because I really kind of lost it for the last few years, you know, because I got into the – I got into, I guess, the the business side of it in my mind, and I stopped thinking about what the love came. So definitely watching the um, – that last chance you for the last week or two, yes. I try to watch like an hour a day or something like that. And it, it really got me back to the love and also showed me the negative stuff that goes with football, seeing the people not make it, seeing the people giving up, seeing all the stuff, and, and thinking about how I did 15 years
0: now out of that four years, really gave me appreciation for the sport. What, what are your thoughts on the NIL stuff? Do you think it's kind of, it's obviously good for the game, but do you think guys, are some of the guys, maybe are kind of more focused on their celebrity now than the game itself, or do you think it'll even out? I
1: definitely think a lot of people ain't going to be focused on making it to the NFL anymore. I think people that want to go to the NFL now will go, but I think a lot of guys that get you know crazy deals and stuff like, well, I don't really have to make it to the NFL, which I think is a, a relaxed feeling. You know, think about if you're a guy and you're a third-string quarterback, but you get a deal, so you're making some money with this company, you might end up later on in life having, you know, already having that balance with that company already having that, you know, situation. Like, okay, we have a rapport now. I got a rapport with these people now. Like, I can meet, I don't know, any kind of company. They say, okay, well, we're going to give you some money to do this in college after you get out of college. So, now you kind of got some direction of where you can go. Like, oh, cool. So, they would me. So, let me start studying this. Let's say this law firm wanna help you out with. Well, I ain't I don't like law, but let me get something. So just in case I might can fall back on this, or I or you know, maybe even with media, like you know, because media is so big now, you know, because back in the day it was Afro American studies, criminal justice, you know, physical it's all kind of weird stuff that we knew we couldn't use in life. So school wasn't that important. I ain't gonna lie to you, like a lot of guys, but you see now I see these guys being in you know, pre-med, I see these guys like pre-law, all this stuff like that. And i be, I'd been happy because I'm like, they really are making these kids get something out of college. And for me, I love seeing stuff like that. You know, like for me, it's just, I'm like, dude, like I wish when I was in college, it was like more important to be a, a student. You know, you're more important of finding something to fall back on. I think we're doing a better job of getting kids, you know, stuff to fall back on instead of going back home and doing something stupid.
0: Do you think with it, especially now, since the guys can obviously monetize their, their own likeness, is better for homegrown kind of guys from their own states playing for kind of home schools rather than everybody just going to Bama or Ohio State?
1: I hope so. You know, we can't really tell because it's the first year, so we don't want to prejudge stuff. But hopefully, it don't get too out of hand. You know, they, they're going to be a few millionaires. You know, like the, the Peyton family going to be good. <laughs> you know, he going to be good when he goes. So you know, but hopefully, it won't uh, just hopefully they won't strike up too much diversity around. um Brown colleges and hopefully uh like you're saying uh, it'll balance out a lot because i definitely think south carolina we had some extraordinary uh, i'm sorry we had some great athletes come out when i know my year 96 if we would have had a lot of guys stay in state who who was from in state
0: who who was from in state that didn't go to south carolina south carolina
1: uh we had sean ellis we had um like uh, I can't even think of his name right now. That, that uh most of them went to Tennessee or Florida, though. I'm sorry, I, I can't even think of all the guys. There was so many guys we had that uh, at the time, you know, Courtney Brown. Like I, I probably played. We had Sean Ellis and Courtney Brown. I'm just saying, in my situation, we had Courtney Brown. Like all of us was in the same year. You know, he one on went to Penn State. One on went to Tennessee. So think of both of those guys would have came. You'd have never heard of John Abraham. Uh, well, I probably, well, I might would have made it on special teams. somehow I was fast, so I might would have made it. But definitely, we can keep these guys. I think Darwin Walker was there too. I can't think of the uh, skill positions as much because you know I didn't really play skill positions, so I didn't really pay attention to them. But we had some guys that from South Carolina that really, you know, they just left state, and I was like, man, I'm glad and kind of sad because they would have stayed in. You know, you you had to the first pick overall that year, and Courtney Brown, he had a
0: 12-pick overall in Sean Ellis, and you had me. Yeah, no, that's wild, because especially everybody just going to kind of these powerhouses, you're literally like, all right, why does Texas suck? Why does the U suck? What's, what's going on with all these? And then all the Pac-12 teams, they're all just – all the Pac-12 kind of the states, they're just like, hey, we're going to SEC. So, like, you kind of want to see more parity. So, it's, yeah. it's wild. It's wild. But I do appreciate you taking time. Can't wait for the game this weekend, and I'm hoping it's not like a dud – and we can actually see some offense and some defense and actually some good game. And that it's not just Taylor Heineke throwing pick after pick after picker. I'm sure you'd like seeing that. But I do I do appreciate you taking the time. All right, man. Thanks a lot.